Welcome to the Grow Flow, your daily dose of hydroponics guidance. Today we're going to be guiding you on how to set up your own grow room. If you've already tried growing plants hydroponically, setting up a grow room might be the next step for you. But the process might seem complicated and overwhelming, especially if you don't know where to start. That's why we're here to help. The good news is that setting up a grow room can be simple and affordable, or you can choose to invest in a more efficient and convenient setup. The best part is that every decision is yours to make, from choosing the actual room to use, to selecting the grow lights you want to use. In this episode, we'll guide you through every step of setting up your own grow room, from the basics to more advanced options. There are essentially five steps to setting up a grow room. One, find a suitable setup space. Two, choose how to configure your space. Three, make your space light tight. Four, get good light coverage with grow lights. And five, set up a ventilation system. Step 1. Find a suitable space for your setup. When setting up your grow room, the first thing to consider is finding a suitable space for your setup. This can be any space in your home, from a spare room to a cupboard, as long as it meets certain requirements. The first requirement is having enough space for your setup. Consider the size of your plants and how much space they will need to grow. You also need to consider the amount of equipment you'll be using and ensure that you have enough space for everything. Another important consideration is electricity. You will need power for your grow lights, water pumps and other equipment, so you need to ensure that you have access to a couple of normal double wall sockets. If necessary, you can use an extension lead to provide additional power. Water is another essential consideration. Ideally, you want to use filtered or distilled water in your hydroponic system. You can either install a reverse osmosis filtering system to filter your tap water, or purchase filtered or distilled water. You'll need to top up the water in your reservoir from time to time and change it completely every two, three weeks, so consider how easy it is to get water to your grow room. Noise is another factor to consider. Lights, pumps, and fans can produce some noise, so keep this in mind when setting up your grow room and ensure that the noise won't disturb you. When it comes to flooring, avoid using carpeting in your grow room because it can hold moisture, housebugs, and bacteria. Concrete floors are commonly used in grow rooms because they are cheap and easy to clean. You can also cover your floors with water-resistant materials, such as cementitious urethane or pond liner, to make it easier to clean and protect against spills. Step 2. Chose how to configure your space. When it comes to configuring your space, you'll need to consider the type of plants you want to grow and the amount of space they'll need. You'll also need to think about how much light your plants will need and how you will provide adequate ventilation. Keep in mind that you'll need enough space to move around and work comfortably and that your plants will need enough room to grow without being overcrowded. 
a grow tent is a great option if you're looking for a more controlled environment, and it can be easier to set up than a whole room. They come in a variety of sizes, so you can choose one that fits your space and your needs. With a grow tent, you can control the temperature, humidity, and airflow, and you can use reflective materials to maximize light coverage. If you decide to convert a whole room, you'll need to make sure it's completely light tight. This means covering all windows and vents and using lightproof materials on the walls, floor, and ceiling. You'll also need to install a ventilation system to keep the air circulating and prevent mold and mildew. Converting an enclosed space, like a cupboard or closet, can be a good option if you have limited space. However, keep in mind that you'll need to find a way to provide adequate light and ventilation and you'll need to make sure that the heat generated by your grow lights doesn't damage your plants. You may also need to use reflective materials to maximize light coverage. Step 3. Making your space light tight. The success of your hydroponic plants depends on a proper lighting schedule, and to achieve that, you must create a light-tight environment. This ensures that your plants receive the right amount of light, and natural light doesn't interfere with the lighting cycle of your grow room. If there are any windows or natural light sources in your grow room, you need to block them off or cover them with total blackout reflective sheeting to prevent light from escaping. Ideally, paint the walls white or cover them with reflective sheeting. Although reflective sheeting is more expensive, it does two great things. It prevents light from escaping and blocks natural light from entering your setup, which can interfere with your lighting cycle. There are different types of reflective sheeting like Orca and Reflex Diamond, but the shinier the sheeting, the better. Alternatively, you can paint the walls white with flat white paint, which can reflect up to 85% of the light that hits it. Look for the light reflectance value, LRV, ratings on cans of paint to choose the best one. Remember, creating a light-tight space is crucial for the success of your hydroponic cultivation. Step 4. Get good coverage with grow lights. When growing plants indoors, it is essential to match the natural sunlight requirements of the plants, and this can be achieved through the use of grow lights. While outdoor gardens require about 8 hours of direct sunlight per day, hydroponic gardens need at least 14, 16 hours of artificial light, followed by 8, 10 hours of darkness. Choosing the right grow lights can be challenging, given the many options available in the market. Choosing the right grow light depends on the size of the hydroponic garden and the type of plants being grown. Compact fluorescent grow lights are suitable for small spaces, while T5 fluorescent grow lights and metal halide grow lights are ideal for larger spaces. LED grow lights are versatile and can be used in small or large spaces. It's essential to research and compare different grow light options to determine the most efficient and cost-effective choice. Step 5. Set up a ventilation system. Ventilation is a crucial part of indoor growing, and a proper ventilation system will ensure that your plants grow well 
and produce high yields. Without adequate ventilation, the CO2 levels will decrease, the temperature and humidity will increase, and pests and insects may start to appear. The first reason why your grow room needs a ventilation system is to maintain optimal CO2 levels. Plants need carbon dioxide to thrive, and if they are kept in a closed environment without fresh outside air, the CO2 will soon run out. A proper ventilation system will ensure that there is a continuous flow of air between the outside and your indoor growing area, maintaining the perfect CO2 levels for your plants. This will help boost their growth and increase yields. The second reason is to manage the heat in your grow room. Different plants grow best in different temperatures, and when you grow indoors, plants will get heat from grow lights, but they won't have a chance to cool down if there is no wind or air circulation. Also, some grow lights produce more heat than others. Having a ventilation system in place will help extract warm, stale air and bring in cool, fresh air that your plants need to grow and thrive. The third reason is to manage the humidity in your grow room. Plants expire water vapor all day long, and if they grow inside, the humidity can rise rapidly, attracting pests and insects. High humidity is also not good for most plants unless they are tropical species. A proper ventilation system will help control humidity by dumping out stale air and bringing in fresh air from the outside. The fourth reason is pest control. Stagnant and humid air has a negative impact on all surfaces in your grow room, especially the growing medium. In high humidity, the growing medium will remain damp and humid, attracting fungi, mold, mildew and pests. A ventilation system will help control humidity and therefore will reduce the risk of fungi, mold, mildew and pests. Fans maintaining a breeze in your grow room will make it more difficult for pests to reach your plants. To ventilate your grow room, you will need an exhaust fan to remove the old air and an oscillating fan for air circulation inside the grow room. Additionally, you will need an opening for bringing in fresh air, which could be a hole or an open window, but it should have a net to keep away bugs and filter out large particles. So, while there are a number of factors to consider when setting up an indoor growing space, once mastered, you will have the perfect controlled environment in which to grow plants hydroponically. Next, we have some bonus info on lighting. Hydroponic lighting systems consist of four components. Bulbs, a reflector hood, a remote ballast, and a timer. Different types of bulbs are used in hydroponic grow lights, including LED, fluorescent, metal halide, and high-pressure sodium. LED grow lights are highly energy efficient and generate far less heat than MH or HPS lights, making them ideal for small growing spaces. They are versatile and can provide different light spectrums required at various growth stages of plants. They are also available in multicolor LED grow light kits and can provide any spectrum of light by mixing the primary colors. Fluorescent grow lights, on the other hand, give off a blue hue and are great for starting seeds in the beginning stages of seedlings. They have a low heat output that allows seeds to grow without getting burned or drying out. Two types of fluorescent grow lights are available in the market. 
namely compact fluorescent grow lights and T5 fluorescent grow lights. CFL bulbs are easy to find and can fit in small spaces. They produce very little heat and can be placed closer to plants without causing any harm. T5 fluorescent grow lights are tubular and usually come in an array of bulbs that are arranged parallel to each other. They produce very little heat and can be kept only a few inches away from plants without causing any damage. MH grow lights are solid, all-around lights that provide the blue-white light spectrum and are mainly used for plants that have just finished sprouting and are now entering the growing or vegging stage. They produce a lot of heat, so proper ventilation is necessary to extract the heat produced. Ceramic metal halide grow lights are a variation of MH grow lights with a small amount of high-pressure sodium added into the mixture, producing a more balanced spectrum that hits almost every sweet spot for plants. They are also more energy efficient and more resistant to breakage. And finally, all you need to know about ventilation. Two popular methods for ventilating a grow room are passive and active intake systems. Passive intake systems rely on negative pressure to bring in fresh air from outside the room through an intake hole or duct. These systems typically have an exhaust fan that removes old air, and the intake hole needs to be significantly larger than the exhaust hole or duct for efficient ventilation. Multiple intake holes can also be used to provide adequate airflow. Active intake systems, on the other hand, use an additional fan called the intake fan to bring in fresh air from the outside through an intake vent. In most cases, the intake and exhaust fans should be of equal strength, or the intake fan can be slightly weaker than the exhaust fan. If large intake holes are not feasible in the grow room, an active intake system is a viable alternative. To determine the necessary strength for your exhaust fan, you'll need to calculate the CFM, that's cubic feet per minute, required for your grow room. To do this, you'll need to know the dimensions of the room and the exhaust efficiency. Start by calculating the total volume of the grow room by multiplying the length, width and height in feet. This figure represents the volume of the room in cubic feet, which should be divided by 3 for optimal air exchange every 3 minutes. However, this is just the baseline CFM rating, and several other factors can influence the efficiency of your exhaust fan. The efficiency of the fan can vary based on factors such as the age and make of the filter, the length of duct between the fan and filter, the wattage of your grow lights, and the climate you live in. Most ventilation systems utilize a carbon filter on the exhaust side, which also has a CFM rating. It's essential to ensure that your filter CFM rating is not lower than your CFM fan rating, or else your fan will not move the air efficiently, and your filter won't effectively remove odors from the exhaust air. Adding 20% to your CFM rating is necessary if you use a filter in your system. To account for other factors, add 10% for every 10 feet or 3 meters of ducting and another 10% for every 1,000 watts of your grow light's wattage. If you live in a hot climate, add an additional 25% or 40% if you live in a hot and humid climate. Once you've done all the necessary calculations, you'll have the minimum CFM rating required for your exhaust fan. If you opt for an active intake system, it's best to match the CFM rating of the intake fan to the exhaust fan or reduce it by 15 to 20%.
There is no need to have an intake fan with a higher CFM rating than the exhaust fan. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find the full accompanying article on the Proponics website. Don't forget to subscribe for more hydroponics guidance. And until tomorrow, happy growing.